good day. My name is Sky, and I appreciate you spending some study time with me. I'm here to help you make money in online poker by teaching you key strategies and getting you to take action. So today's podcast, it's called Counting Out and Making Profitable Calls. And let me tell you, for all of you who have a hard time uh, making good calling decisions post-flop, this is going to be right up your alley. For all of those with the leak of losing money when calling donks, calling check raises, uh, calling C-bets as well. This episode is going to teach you exactly how to figure out how your hand works with the board. And when you're thinking about calling with an open ender, a flush draw, a couple over cards, I'm going to give you the strategies that you need to improve those decisions for better profitability. Now, this episode is the number one downloaded episode from 2021 from uh, February 4th of that year, and it's uh, episode 325. So to help you take notes, go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod325. Okay, let's learn to make some smarter post-flop calls. Gambate! Woohoo! I'm a college man! I won't need my high school diploma anymore! I am too smart! I am too smart! I am too smart! I am too smart! S-M-R-T! I mean S-M-A-R-R-T! All right, so calling on a draw, super common occurrence, right? Uh, But there are two important aspects of doing it profitably. Number one is counting your outs and calculating the chance of hitting the draw. And number two, paying the right price for chasing the draw. So let's start with number one, counting outs, calculating the chance of hitting. So outs, first off, is a quick definition. Those are the cards that can come on the turn or the river that can improve your hand into a potentially winning hand. And there's quite a few different examples or different types of draws and outs that you're looking for, but I have a few examples right here. So let's say you hold ace-king on the 9-6-deuce rainbow flop. So how many outs do you have to a top pair hand? Yep, six outs, the three remaining aces, and the three remaining kings in the deck. So let's say you have 10-9, and the flop is deuce-jack-queen. How many outs do you have to a straight? Well, you got an open-ended straight draw, 9-10-jack-queen, so there's eight outs right there. Now let's say you have that same 10-9, but it's suited, uh, 10-9 of spades, and the flop is ace of spades, six of spades, three of clubs. How many outs do you have to the flush? Yep, nine outs, the nine remaining spades in the deck. So once again, the same hand, 10 of spades, nine of spades. It's a lovely eight of spades, seven of spades, three of clubs flop. Holy stromboli, right? You, uh, I guess you didn't flop a made hand, but you are open-ended with a straight flush draw and two over cards. So how many outs do you have to hit a top pair or better hand? You actually have 21 outs, nine spades, four jacks, four sixes, three tens, and three nines. Any of those cards coming out is going to give you a top pair or better hand. So for some people, counting their outs on the flop, it can be tough because they just haven't developed good board recognition skills yet. Well, If this sounds like you, you must practice board recognition. And here's how you do it. Grab a deck of cards, like an actual deck of cards, and deal yourself a hand, any two cards in your hand. And now deal out a three-card flop. Look at the flop. Look at your hand. Compare your hand to the flop and just look for draws. Whatever draws that you find that your hand holds, count the number of outs. And then 
once you're done counting and you think you got all the draws, you counted your outs, just put your hand away, deal yourself another two-card hand. Repeat it over and over again until you run out of cards in the deck. The more practice that you put in doing this, the better you're going to be at spotting your draws and counting outs. You're going to become a board recognition expert. So now that we can count our outs, how do we calculate our chance of hitting one of our outs? We use something called the times two rule. Now, this rule simply states that the chances of hitting one of your outs on the next street, it can be estimated by multiplying the number of outs times two. So flopping an open-ended straight draw with eight outs times two means it hits on the turn about 16% of the time. If you were on the turn with your open-ended straight draw with eight outs, it would hit 16% on the river. If you wanted to calculate the chance of hitting your flopped draw by the river, you would multiply your outs times four. So if you flop that open ender and you can potentially see both turn and river cards, well, you got eight outs times four is a 32% chance of hitting. You use the times four rule only, not only, but often in tournaments, but only when you're considering going all in on the flop, either as the caller or as the raiser. If you're going all in on the flop, you're guaranteed, you're guaranteed to see the turn in river. If you just call somebody's bet on the flop, well, they might bet again. They might shove on the turn. So you're not guaranteed to see the river. You're only guaranteed if you have it set in your mind, I'm going to call both streets, or if you're going all in on that flop. Now, some of you might be interested in the math behind the times two and the times four rules. Well, okay, if you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod three, two, five, I actually have the math laid out there that proves with eight outs on the flop, you actually have a 17% chance of hitting your draw, which is really close to the 16% that the times two rule estimates for you. So you can go to the show notes page to look at the actual math behind, but just trust me, multiplying it by two will tell you the chance of hitting on the next street. Multiplying it by four will tell you the chance of hitting it by the river if you're on the flop. Okay, so you've counted your outs and you've used the times two rule, right? Let's say that uh, you flop that open-ended straight draw for eight outs. Now you want to figure out if you're paying the right price for chasing your draw. So eight outs times two, two times two, 16% chance of hitting. Your opponent bets 50 cents into the $1 pot. Is it profitable to call this bet to hit your draw? Now to figure this out, you need to calculate the break-even point on your call. Then you compare your chance of hitting to the break-even point. The break-even point for any call is the risk divided by the total reward. So in this example, you're risking a call of 50 cents to win a total pot of $2. Now you might say, where do you get that $2 from, Sky? Well, that's from the initial $1 pot. Your opponent bet 50 cents. You're calling 50 cents. $1 plus 50 plus 50 equals $2 right there. So the break-even point is just the 50 cents divided by the $2 or 25%. So in order to make a profitable call, you need to hit your draw greater than that 25% break-even point. So in this example, the eight outs has a 16% chance of hitting, and that's much less than the 25% needed. So calling is not a profitable play to make. You should be folding or bluff raising instead. Now, this should get you thinking, huh, if it's unprofitable to call a half-pot bet with an open and a straight draw, how good of a draw do I need 
to make a profitable call. Well, if you had 13 outs, multiply that by two, that gives you a 26% chance of hitting, which is greater than that 25% break-even point. So that would be a profitable call. So you'd need something probably like an open and a straight draw plus two over cards. That gives you 14 outs total. Now that has a 28% chance of hitting, and that makes for a profitable call against that half pot bet. Now, if you go to the show notes page, you're going to find a break-even calling cheat sheet. And what this sheet says, it or uh, what it lays out for you, is the percentage of the pot that your opponent bet and how often your call needs to work. You can see that at 50%, you need it to work, or your call needs to win 25% of the time. If somebody bets 100%, your call needs to win 33% of the time. That little cheat sheet right there, that's going to help you estimate while you're playing. Because it's kind of tough to calculate break-even percentages on the fly, especially if they're betting weird amounts. But if you can estimate, oh, their bet is roughly two-thirds pot, well, you look at the cheat sheet, oh, I need to win 29% of the time. And that's going to help you right there just seeing and knowing those percentages. And what I highly recommend is writing down the calling break-even percentages on a sticky note so that you can use them the next time you're thinking about calling somebody's bet. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. Use the times two rule and the break-even calling point when you're deciding whether or not to call with your draw. If your chance of hitting is greater than the break-even calling point, go ahead and call. That's a profitable call to make. If not, Fold or raise to bluff them off the hand if you believe that they can find a fold. Also, put that break-even calling point cheat sheet on a sticky note to help you with all future calling decisions. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. <laughs>